Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss a new series, long anticipated foundation. We will be discussing the first episode today, which was entitled The Emperor's Peace. But before we get into the recap and review, and it's the first time that we are digging into this series, let's take a look behind the curtains. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So if you did not know, the Foundation series is a science fiction book uh, written, well, series, <laughs> written by American author Isaac Asimov, I believe is the correct way to say his last name. It looks like there are several books, I believe seven in total. I think I only have three in my library, which is Prelude to Foundation, Foundation, and Foundation and Empire. I have not read any of them yet. And until the story ends the season, uh, I will not be diving into them because I don't want the, the changes to trip me up since it's already started. I tried to get through them, or at least foundation, before the uh, the series premiered, but it just wasn't able to fit it in. The series is on Apple TV. Now, I don't know how many people have subscribed to Apple TV in the past. I know I've been a, a fan of it for a while. They have a few good shows, Defending Jacob, uh foundation is a new season that a new series they have coming out but invasion is another series that looks really good that we'll be covering i like c which is in its second season so the 4.99 has been rather worth it to me um but they are doing a seven day free trial if you just want to check out the first two episodes and see if it's worth your 4.99 i do think it will be now, the show was created by David S. Goyer and Josh Friedman, starring Jared Harris as Harry Selden, Lee Pace as Brother Day, Lou LaBelle as Gal or Gail Dornick, Leah Harvey as Salvor Hardin, Laura Ben as Ito Demerzel, 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 and she's the a uh, woman that we see that looks like she's in some old Victorian, not Victorian, Elizabethan type dress on. I don't think she's human. And from what I'm reading, it would seem that she's not. <laughs> Didn't get it expressed in this episode, but I could tell by her face that she was not human. And I'm not too sure about the other character we met, Jarrell, uh, who's played by Reese Shearsmith. I don't know why I had an instant crush on Jarrell, but I did. Terrence Mann as Brother Dusk. Cassian Bilton as Brother Dawn. Cooper Carter as the child Cleon, I guess. <laughs> Episodes 1 and 2. Alfred Enoch as Raish Selden. And Clark Peters as Abbas or Abbas. I'm not sure if we've met that person yet. So the composer for this series is Bear McCreary. 
It will be comprised of 10 episodes. Quite a few executive producers, David S. Goyer, as I mentioned, David Ellison, Dana Goldberg, Bill Bost, Bost, Robin Asimov, I'm guessing that's his wife or daughter, Marcy Ross, Josh Friedman, and Cameron Welsh. I think that we have, yeah, pretty much given all credit where credit's due. Thus far, it looks like the reception, 63 out of 100 based on 22 reviews. So generally favorable. I don't know about reviews nowadays. I kind of take them with a grain of salt because I do think that they're more inflated based on social media than it should be. But let's give a round of applause and get into this episode. So The Emperor's Peace was written by David S. Goyer and Josh Friedman, directed by Rupert Sanders. Or is it? Yeah, Sanders. Uh, I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. I had to write down a lot of notes. I think I have 18 pages. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I put them in a font that it probably shrinks down to maybe about five or six. Um, but I, I really had to pay attention to what was happening so I could digest this new world because I'm going in totally blind here. So please bear with me if there's things I just do not know because I, I don't know too much about the premise other than what the show is telling me. I do like the intro um, for the show, like all the graphics. The special effects look outstanding. I very much like the titler character. Jared Harris, always a fan. Always going to be happy to see him in anything that he does. And we even got some some Wes from How to Get Away with Murder. Or, if you recall, the only black person in Harry Potter. Terminus, not the cannibal trap laid by some survivors in the zombie apocalypse, but a planet unsettled by man straddling the far reaches of the galactic empire is where this story begins this is the end beautiful friend this is the end our narrator tells of how this place was unknown to her until it became her story and then the only story a group of kids sneak out to explore and plant their flags. Gail thus far is the narrator. And these children are heading towards the vault, which seems to be this uh, physical form that projects a field that keeps everyone away and no one can breach it. Here just about passes out trying to get a look at some titties from Gina. I thought that was rather comical. And then his friend's like, oh, I'm going to do this right. Polly completely goes up there thinking he's going to be the one to plant his flag and have success. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. The passed out Polly is rescued or recovered anyway by Salvor. He calls her Warden, who tells him there is no ghost. Because he's like, I saw the ghost. You saw me. 
And that that thing keeps everyone away, including insects. Thus not to be fucked with, though many know she got closer to the null field than anyone else. So Salvor Hardin, Holbert Mallow, and the Mule are important players in the future. And only one name was heard this episode. Heroes and villains fighting for the salvation of mankind. Trantor, 35 years earlier. Is it racist to say is that girl? Well, she wouldn't change her name, would she? (laughs) Maybe that's her daughter. I don't know say that gail is somehow i don't know i'm just making speculations early that probably will all be wrong so you guys can just laugh at me for those who read the books and and know what's coming Uh, mathematician murderer martyr and the most important player of all was harry selden raish i do not like saying his name it's a terrible name tells harry that she is on the way and that everything is dying selden assures his adopted son that it'll all work out every day he wishes there was another way but this is the optimal time for what gail prepares to leave her home where she will be safe seeing as she will die on her own home world because academia is oppressed and scientists are drowned oh man not again way to regress back in society to witchcraft so apparently there are places in the world where reason doesn't or isn't prominent and religion is prevalent everyone hates her on her home world and gives her the side eye as she leaves what's good she asks her mother if she hates her she says no you are my greatest joy the transport scene was gorgeous the planets in the background the sky dad i guess doesn't get to be a character (laughs) even though he's there gal is from the planet of cynics and has won a big math contest to be able to study under harden this is her first time on an imperial jump ship where she meets a helpful passenger by the name of jerrell who mentions that her prayer stones were removed this is interesting because she seems to have a still firm connection to religion but it's religion but it's not following the religion to its full absolute context and allowing for science and for reason to also be a thing and for some reason in this world with our species on the planet for 200,000 fucking years now that we haven't figured out that maybe just maybe you can do both you don't have to choose one or the other or if you choose one or the other doesn't necessarily mean you need to completely uh alienate or ostracize 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 there we go um people for it by drowning them it's not even like oh you go over there it's like no we're gonna murder you why is it always the religions that are doing most of the killing though that's what i would like to know it takes 14 hours to drop from the station to the planet surface god damn that girl said i'm not going to sleep i'm like 14 hours i will be wake me up when this shit lands 
Billions live here on subterranean projects without seeing sun or stars. Another interesting part about the world. Whereas the natural planet belongs to the emperors, dawn, day, and dusk, clones of Cleon the first, decanted at different ages in a genetic dynasty. Day goes to Orleo, who's been cleaning his Muriel since he was 12 years old, but because he had a book in his room from Raven Harden, as they call him, he is killed via explosion. God damn! Considering his own leniency, or maybe it just was the attack that changed the trajectory of events, and I'm not even convinced of that, I thought this was a uh, rather... <laughs> <laughs> it shows something about day right he's very quick to anyone that is close to him or is under him he expects absolute and total um allegiance but this man been doing murals and he just read a book i don't it's like can i at least be questioned tortured or some shit you just said oh well i read it and guess what i don't b believe what he says wouldn't you want people to do that versus forbid it and then people wonder what it's about? And I guess that's what leads to his own problems and probably his own damn downfall. Because you, the blind can lead the blind. <laughs> Success is only successful for so long. Change is inevitable and with change you need changing leadership. Day doesn't like his criticisms. Because he straight was looking at that one dude was like, um, I heard you talking shit about that Muriel. <laughs> but they talk about Selden having a following, but we don't see much of the following. At breakfast or dinner, I'm not sure, they're serving pheasant? I don't know, the older clones influence the younger clones' mindset. And it's clear they have a rather distasteful viewpoint of everything. As far as, you know, if they were to mess up this pheasant, I would kill them. And then he's like, you don't need to be being the one to to slice the pheasant or serve us because... I don't, I, I think I mis, misremembered that part of dialogue. But he seemed to say, like, that's beneath you serving. It, it's uh, very interesting. I need to know more. And Lee Pace is looking hot as hell as well. It's a lot of... Um, sexy looking caucasian men ahoy ladies he meets the two rivals uh factions don't ask me what their name i think one was thespius and then the other one was like an arachnock or something <laughs> they clearly hate each other that's what the drone wants him to see or the the younger version dawn that's what he's called but have been brought to the carpet to broker peace as war is expensive and problematic Jarrell was watching her leave Gail when he showed her the sights and everything so that's when I knew he had to be someone because the camera lingered on him too long for it to just be a incidental or coincidental meet and greet however she meets up with Raish god damn I need a smaller name for it because I cannot stand saying that I don't know what it is about it I don't know because those letters just don't belong together whatever i might start calling them our dog i don't know but she already has a crush on him she wants to see the seer church so once again going back to the fact that she is like part of her soul is with the religion 
even though the religion calls her a heretic after that is when we get our muriel scene where she's giving the tour and they're talking about the the 3000 or however many years of this genetic dynasty that's restored order but the ambassador is over there talking shit in a language like she don't know the language they speak in that's kind of stupid to assume someone doesn't know your language and you're going to their court that's so silly when gail is nervous she counts primes which is what she's been doing as Raish takes her to her new home and the imperial library well he takes her to a hotel he just shows her the imperial library then introduces her to harry who ends up giving her uh, the cali manuscript the original copy because she was a great philosopher but no one read her work because they thought it was more poetic but inside was more of a equation of sorts i'm not sure math is not my strong subject then he tells her while she's marveling at that tomorrow we're gonna be arrested excuse me what the eh? hardin has written work on psychohistory which predicts or expresses the destiny of mankind in numbers the empire is concerned that he can predict the future and the future isn't in their favor trantor will be destroyed and the empire will fall something nobody wants to hear and considering how the empire does not like opinions this is a problem she wonders why she was brought here to study under him if i was just going to be arrested he tells her don't be coy child i know your ass is about to get arrested on your planet and drown too so we're two peas in a pod and we need each other right now in this moment because she solved braxis she's the only person that can disprove his theory except he knows he's right i did skip a little part about her waking up during jump sleep which is something or hyper jump or did it was it jump sleep? i don't know but she was not she was not supposed to be awake when everyone else was knocked out and she lied to gerald about it but i don't know the context to put that in so i don't necessarily know what that means harry tells her math is never just numbers in the wrong hands it's a weapon in the right hands deliverance he gives her the manuscript as a gift as one day this library will burn wow he was so accurate on that i thought they were going to be burned at the stake as terrorists she still isn't pleased that her life is in danger despite Raish assuring her the empire doesn't want her dead like they pretty much kind of told me that the two ambassadors greet the king with offerings with one later explained to dawn is a way to say if you side with us we'll up your ante of 10 percent to 25 while the other hasn't been forgiven for the crack on the mural dust tells him that the girl in harden needs a big stick because that's how you deal with people who can't be dealt with and he shouldn't overthink it rage takes her to go see the seer who calls her a heretic though she very much has a connection to her religion having a dream about when she had her stones removed and denying the chance to remove herself from this situation by accepting sanctuary Hardin asks what Raish thinks of her, but he replies they haven't gotten to her yet. He asks Hardin what he thinks of her, and Hardin answers cryptically, we shall see about the other thing. 
They come and arrest her the next day with Harry sending her counsel that explains she was bait, but that his theory is correct. He only showed her a little bit of it, but not a lot. At the trial, Harry goes on the defense, states that his psycho history is predictive sample of behavior that he himself cannot predict the future when it comes to individual behavior but he says his model does predict the fall of Trantor and that it will lie in ruins for five centuries the world will go into darkness the empire attests this is propaganda to shake the confidence of said empire but he states he is not a revolutionary and that the tide is already churning all his work is trying to do is soften the blow to allow the dark ages to be reduced from thousands of years to just 1000 years dawn is listening i'm not sure how he feels about what he's hearing considering his older version thus does not seem to be inclined to agree with it but he it catches his attention even from the beginning gerald meets with gail and says you can keep calling me gerald but that's not really my name <laughs> i'm a spy and he advises her look you need to toss this theory out whether it's true or not because where she comes from scientists are drowned and the empire will deal with it quietly if it is indeed true without frightening trillions of people but at this time now i'm gonna need you to throw your mans under the bus otherwise you will die too i suggest you take that he also knows that she lied about being awake and i'm thinking possible probably told him because <laughs> even the one thing was like how are you awake he gives her the hexagon of his predictive um harry's predictive model and then kind of makes a couple of uh, snide remarks like why didn't he let you look at it and i'm thinking he probably like he has this all planned out like, y'all talking about someone who's working with someone who can calculate behavior <laughs> i don't know why you didn't think for five seconds well he can't calculate individual behavior so that does take a um does allow for some surprise he does give her a little bit of advice though like there's something special about you you need to figure that out before people use it against you and he mentions his sister and how she only used to say nouns i'm sure or hopefully we get more of that because as i stated earlier I would like to see more of Jarrell. She reviews the data, knowing if she agrees, she's preparing to end her own life, but the integrity of science will always prevail for real scientists. Also, they make a point of pointing out that Gail is the only other person that can truly understand his theory, his psychohistory which they bring up during the trial is rather convenient <laughs> that you just happen to find the only other person that could do this and he's like yeah but it was part of his plan at the trial Hardin explains that what he is actually proposing uh due to his theory being correct that a foundation of galactic knowledge be preserved what does he call it a galactic encyclopedia that will survive the collapse so that the next generations won't have to rebuild the wheel but have a foundation to rebuild with citing our own history just as dusk is saying in them in this 
The Star Bridge is attacked by terrorists with suicide bombs, with the fallout being rather colossal. I was more heartbroken over those burning books. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Rage goes to see Gail telling her to rehint as the terrorists attack change everything as the outer planets are now in rebellion thus the empire is returning the gifts we see in the council room despite both sides claiming they had nothing to do with it gail tells him it looks like you've lost faith and i think that this is going to be important i don't know why because he said that harold said there's a zero percent chance that you'll be hurt but what are y'all supposed to be destined to fall in love what, what, what there's so much i don't know i feel like they know and she doesn't know and she's playing catch up because he seems like his feelings are prevalent even though he just met her the empire finally meets with the two prodigies with harden being like i mean face to face i can't predict individual behavior and i know you think i'm behind all this terrorist shit but i'm not and he says i'm not surprised though that it's happened because your empire is stretched too thin this is actually exactly how and why empires fall you can only control so much only control so much uh and when others sense weakness within said structure they're going to all try to fill in that power they're going to come for you man just how it works and that is how things will collapse not to mention the stagnation of ideas due to all the fucking cloning which really pisses off dusk <laughs> But for the most part, surprisingly so, uh, Day seems to be listening. And then when Harden, he's the main speaker, he's trying to explain, like, what does this have to benefit them? She steps in and says, look, motherfucker, you kill Harden, you kill Hope. Without Hope, they will kill you. And this impresses him because it's like, oh, the prodigy speaks. The Empire, or Emperor allows them to live and complete their research on terminus so it comes full circle where they will be surrounded by the enemies on all sides without protection from said harsh planet which doesn't bother harden at all since this was his plan all along to get them exiled and it seemed to have worked out beautifully considering he didn't know about the attack huh <laughs> i'm sorry they did kind of look like terrorists except they were really under guard and the people that did kill everyone weren't coy about who and why they was repping <laughs> they just announced we're from the outer planets <laughs> another outer planets alliance oh lordy harry also didn't let her expound on what else she saw in his research he cut her off because he said they were listening so what's that all about then we find out that terminus that we saw at the beginning of the episode is actually 35 years later in the future the foundation is manned by the woman we saw earlier who i forgot her name salvor with the the vault harry could predict history's trajectory but individuals he states are murkier which seems to be a common thread throughout the episode they've mentioned it several times no one can touch the vault besides Salvo Harden. There we go. I knew I had her name written down somewhere. 
the galaxy's fate rests on what she found inside she believes he did and that's what he feared the most and that's kind of where we leave the episode so i wasn't sure necessarily how to feel with that last uh reveal as it were because i didn't know how profound it was but the episode was interesting and i definitely want to see the next one which i will not be recording until next saturday i will be a week behind on this show because y'all keep dropping these three episodes it sounds wonderful if you're binging but for podcasting it's a pain in the fucking ass all right so (laughs) we will be an episode behind unless for some reason i have a day off and i catch up um baby because lord knows i don't like spoilers and people be all over my tag spoiling everything so we'll see how i feel next week but for right now episode coming on saturday if i do do three um it'll be sometime next week to be caught up with four you know you get what i'm saying if i am going to get caught up it's going to be next week so no feedback mainly because Mimi wanted to hear what i had to say and shy ain't trying to drop that 4.99 but she's got a lot going on right now so if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackrockcouch.gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black magic